This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Lululemon. With 44 stores across Australia and New Zealand, you can shop the latest range either in-store or online at lululemon.com.au to find your well-being. Episode number 313 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. A pretty light on agenda, not many uh, running races over the weekend, so we're not going to be talking about many race results, but we'll be talking about a few other things that have happened in the running world. Be chatting about uh, Bowman Track Club, losing a few members, the Inga Britons over there in Norway. The Bernie 10 did happen, plus we've got all the other segments that we do each and every other week. Welcome, my co-host. He's up in Canberra, Bradley Croker, the 217 Marathon Man, who's on a comeback, if it's the first time you've tuned in, from a uh, from a heart issue. Welcome to you. Thanks, Brady. Uh, yeah, um, I guess I'm on a comeback, uh, running more than I was a few months ago. Yeah, we're calling it a comeback for sure. Massive um, comeback. Actually ran with your cardiologist on Sunday, Croaks, yeah. and normally... I just love winding him up about how much you're uh, taking the piss with it all, telling him all these sessions you're doing and watch his face kind of drain, all the blood from his face drain. (laughs) But uh, didn't get a chance to talk about you this week, which was sad. Didn't you run for two hours? No, I did 90 minutes. No, no, Moose ran for two hours. Moose ran for two hours. No, he got dropped, though. He was dropped. He was off. He's, the old guy's turned off early this week. Okay. I was going to well, say He ran, he ran a marathon like three weeks ago. 236, too, yeah. the old boy. First, first uh, over 50. Yep. When are you getting him on, Moose? I've been saying it for months, get Andre on. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't said that once. I, uh, I do actually have Andre. Well, we've been speaking about getting him on, and it's just a matter of finding a time. So I've got all the questions. He's aware of it. He's keen to come on. Uh, it's just a matter of, yeah, locking him down because it's, uh, yeah, he's a pretty busy guy. Okay. Welcome to my co-host, the 214 Marathon Man, also want to come back off the back of his recent marathon in September at Sydney. Welcome to you, Moose. How are you going? Yeah, I've, I've been on a comeback since 2019. <laughs> it's just one long comeback from now on. Oh, this has been the smoothest it's been for a while for you. Uh, I wouldn't say smoothest, the year, but it's, as I'm, running, I'm running the most for mm. sure. Running the most. I reckon it was smoother leaving into Sydney, just based off how the uh, body's feeling now. But you reckon 2023 has been better than 2021 and 22? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do. Even 2020, uh, didn't you get injured the first time like in March, April? I got injured in March last year and then had probably, well, I'm going to say like six weeks off, maybe a little bit more, and built back very slowly and never really pushed it until um, probably mid-June this year. So it's the first time I've really started to, to get the mileage at 130 as a standard uh, for a long time, 
Um, and it, look, I notice it. I notice that it, I'm tired all the time. I just I can't quite handle it like I, I used to because there's so much more other stress going on. And 130 is not a lot at all. But when I was running 180, 190, I had nothing going on in my life. Like I look back now and think, fuck, that was easy. That was running 190k a week was so easy compared to what you deal with as a like a a, a busier business owner and a and a dad like it just doesn't it, it's just totally different people underestimate that too much i think moose and that's where it's hard i think as a coach as well is it's like it's one thing to write a program but like you're not there with the person 24 7 knowing what other stresses they've got going on yeah. and i think they sometimes underestimate the impact that that can have you bring up a good point though moose because i was thinking about it um saturday because i set this goal to just do 150 k's i just say just because i'm so used to running you know 170 180 what we're kind of talking about then and then i was thinking to myself how am i getting so tired off running 150 k weeks and how am i finding it so hard to fit in and i think it's because all that other stuff you just spoke about and then i started thinking i'm like we'll flip this how many people do you know who have got two kids got a job running 150k a week yeah and and there's no doubt we're older. So we're like, mm. I'll, I'll be 38 soon. 38? What are you? Yeah, 38. You're not that old, are you? Of course I am. What year were you born? 86. Are you sure? I think yes, I'm, only, I, um, I'm only I ran, 36. I ran 217 as a 37-year-old. Yeah, yeah, you did well back then. You had one kid then? He's got the talent. Well, when I ran it... Uh, Viv was pregnant. Yeah, so you were in the glory days still back then. It all went downhill about two months after Lily was born. Yeah. Actually, a month. I think it was four weeks. Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Yeah. Before these blasted kids come oh, along. That's what we should start doing, post-baby PBs. Oh, no. Yeah. We should We should just... Hey, I've um, got you here, boys. What do you mean? I reckon I've run 220 a few times with kids. Yeah, yeah, you've run a lot more than us, that's for sure. A lot more mileage you've been able to handle. You also probably so young, younger work yeah. the least as well as the three <laughs> of us. Craig's works way less than me, but he's older. He's older. But the age thing, you can't fuck around with that. And I know, like, we live in Australia. We have Sinead Diver who ruins this for us every day. <laughs> but 38-year-old, I'm not that yet. Craig's, what are you, 42? I'm 43. I'm, I'm 44 next August. Oh, when do you turn 38, Moose? March next year. There's a bit oh, to okay. go. There's a bit to go. I'm hamming it up a little bit to make up my point. Uh, but, but, but my body just doesn't recover like it used to. Can't do it. Can't do it. So um, I've got to be more content. I've got to make the most of my running. I can't just, can't just piss away the runs that I do. They've got to have a purpose. If I go out for a recovery run, got to recover on it got to get the workouts to hit their spots i can't just i can't mess around so I, it, it teaches you to be more efficient i think with your running oh and that's, just that's what i'm time. taking away from it yeah yeah and also because your mileage is lower make it count a bit more that doesn't mean run harder that means make it count like do what you're supposed to do like recover when you're supposed to recover hit your thresholds don't fuck around running them too hard and too fast on your long runs, make them hilly, make them a bit longer. Uh, if if your long run um, is supposed to be long, that's that's what I that's how I'm approaching it at the moment. 
Okay. Well, tell us about your week because it looked pretty good here. Cool. 130. Well, it's not a bad 8. week. Not a bad week. You give me a bit of a hype up midweek, which got me going. Yeah, I liked your workouts. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I deserved it. Like, uh, like I, I, I got it, but I'll take it. I'll take because I don't get a lot of, I don't get a lot of pump ups anymore. Um, not until racing starts again. That's when it'll all happen, and it's it's a while it's a while off now. So the um, the first day, I, I ran in a pair of trail shoes. That I just got the Nike Terra Kaiga Nine. So, like this, my favorite ever shoe of all time was the Nike Terra Kaiga One, and this is the the Terra Kaiga Nine. And I actually really like the feel of this. It's a bit more minimal, a bit more nimble on the single track. So, yeah, got around that. Didn't do a lot of trail on this run, just a small amount. Um, uh, felt fine in the morning, so I just ran seven k. Ran seven on the afternoon, got out. Bree and Pia on the bike. That was fun. Had the dog next to us, so a bit of a family run. The next day, ran some hills. Now, I used to do this loop when I lived at the bottom of the hill, and I would run it um, anti-clockwise, so I would finish on, on this downhill. But now I'm living at the top of the hill for some reason. I run it clockwise, and I'm finishing on this bastard of a hill, and I, I thought, midway through this run, I thought, geez, I'm getting fit right now. And then halfway up this hill, I thought, geez, I'm fucking unfit right now. <laughs> it's amazing how quick it changed. Halfway up this, the road section at the, um, like, tw- I'm going to say the 12.34 mark. Oh, just hard, hard work. It's about a 10% gradient, uh, which is pretty steep. But at that point, I, just, I was tired, a bit tired as well. But I, I wanted this to stretch to 65 minutes to get a little bit longer in because I wasn't going to double. So 14.7, decent hills, 262. That's about your week, I reckon, Brady. Yeah, if that, I reckon, Moose. I'll tell you. I'll have a look when I'm recapping my week and tell you. Yeah, have a look. Have a look. Uh, went in onto the track on Wednesday morning. So Ali and I are running Wednesday morning sessions in at Geelong. I did 5 by 2 k on the track uh 20 laps that is that's a long time on the track and i didn't love it uh it's it got boring for me it was no group to run with and the pace was i was going to heart rate so the pace was was pretty easy like it wasn't stretching me at all so it, it was just it was kind of boring to a point where i was like just trying to play games through the the reps to keep myself a bit occupied so i would kind of look to see where Ali was on the other side of the track and and then guess where I would be in 400 metres, whether I, how far different we would be at the same point. That's how bored I was here. So it was nice to finish it. Uh, I went 6.30, 6.31, 6.32, 6.34. got a little bit slower. Average heart rates were pretty good, 158. 64, 67, 66. And then we did um, 10 by 15 second hill reps after that. So 8K worth of work. Getting the threshold stuff, I'm doing a bit more of because I'm finding it um, easier to recover from. And I did take your advice a little bit, Brady and Brad. Both of you agreed on this that Wednesday should be a little harder. Mm. And um, this was probably the harder workout of the two although i think they were actually even in the end but that was my plan 
I didn't actually, <clears throat> sorry, I didn't actually end up doing my workout on Friday. So I doubled Wednesday night and then a double Thursday around 7K and um, I ran in, in Geelong on Thursday night. I mean, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, it was shit. Running on the concrete. Don't know how people in cities do it. They like running on concrete through traffic even down to the Geelong waterfront, which is a really nice area, just the, the concrete paths, I just have no love for it whatsoever. So I finished that and then the next day, I could not believe the contrast in how much I liked running. So I got an hour on all single track and this was so much fun. I was 50 minutes into this run thinking, I fucking love running and I was 20 minutes into the run the day before thinking I hate this this is shit I wouldn't do this if I lived here and so it's amazing how much your environment can change your enjoyment of running probably more so now that I'm like older and it's not as serious because I reckon back in the day when it was all performance focused then I wouldn't care where I ran but anyway that was a good day good good trail day I got a new shoe for the warm-up. So the next, so I, in the end, Brady, I couldn't, I probably wasn't in the shape to do a workout on Friday. Even like a B workout, C plus? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I had to run early because I had a meeting. So I, I didn't, I, I don't know for sure because I originally I planned to do one in Torquay and I woke up and I'd fuck my alarm up. So I didn't get there in time. So I decided to run just at home easy. So I can't tell you for sure, but I didn't feel like I was in a workout state of health. Uh, and and it, it, I pushed it to Saturday. I did, uh, I got a new shoe and it, actually it's called the On Cloud Eclipse. It's like their most cushioned shoe now. It's more cushioned than a monster. It's a bit stiffer, it's a bit more maximal. Kind of like a glide ride vibe from ASICS, oh, which I know really? you boys boys both like yeah yeah it is put it on my is it Christmas more list. Um, we go, more cushioned than the surfer yeah way more cushioned a lot more stack and it's not as sloppy underfoot i found the surfer pretty sloppy whereas i don't find this sloppy at all i found it way more stable than the surfer pretty good colorway on it too i like that orange ready yeah the mango has been getting some good feedback real good feedback the, the one thing is it's a very deep fit so it doesn't handle little baby feet. I'm a bit worried about your foot, Brady. Mm. Um, uh, mine fit in. I got the other couple of ones I've been rolling through. Yeah. That last this is, what was the last one we did, the review one? The Stratus. Stratus, yeah. Strat wearing that yeah. today, actually. All so, right, Moose. So, Moose, getting back to your sessions, like, yeah. I, like I personally think Wednesday, Friday, like when you've only got two sessions a week, like – you're not giving yourself too much recovery and it sounds like, you know, your body's struggling to do that anyway. So will you continue with the Wednesday, Saturday? Yeah, this week I was going to try Wednesday, Friday because I haven't really tried it yet. But Wednesday, Saturday is working for me at the moment. Mm. And Sunday's like Sunday this week was fine. I did that long run and I really felt great the whole way. So it wasn't a problem. But what I have done is I've dropped my strength work a fair bit that's that's one thing i think i was going overboard with and it was really hurting my recovery times because i was doing it on wednesday nights after my workout 
and and I would be sore from that those that lifting until Friday night, I reckon. Even Saturday morning, I'd still feel a little bit. And then I would do another big lift on Sunday night, and it's too much. Uh, I, I did speak. I even spoke to Ali about it, and I said, I told her what I was doing. She said, "You got to reduce the amount of reps you're doing." Said you're you're lifting heavy, but too many reps, so you got to cut it back. Do like a max of five reps instead of the eight to ten that I was lifting. Mm-hmm. And that and you should feel better if you do that and still get the strength gains. So that's one thing I'll change. But I've actually I've still I've still been getting these sort of viral waves of fatigue. I'm not quite over that yet. So I, I, I've backed off the strength a fair bit just to see if it makes a difference. The the workout I did was fifteen on Saturday morning, fifteen by sixty seconds solid, sixty seconds float. I didn't I had um, just the workout screen up which was not which was showing pace for the ons but in the recovery screen of the workout I didn't get a pace or a heart rate so I was I was kind of just doing my recoveries to feel and the ons I was I was just using solid as the cue but it was going to be I was hoping it would be about 310s the the goal is that I would run 310s 330s that's what I had in my mind before the the workout started uh, so it, it went um, 314, 51, 09, 40, 08, 38, 14, 35, 11, 28, 01, 25, 03, 30, 06, 36, 09, 33. Jeez, I'm not going to read all these out. This is the first time I looked at these, actually. It got difficult. Like, looking at my heart rate graph, like, that's <laughs> that's that heart rate, that climbs pretty substantially when you're looking at the um, the lap screen and the average heart rate for each lap. So I was finishing without the heart rate recovering in the floats. So I was, I was definitely floating pretty hard towards the end. Uh, well, it depends if I was going uphill or not, I guess. Anyway, I averaged 318, 319 for that. So it was a bit faster than what I wanted, only by a second. And everything it was pretty good like i had trouble mechanically getting moving couldn't really run much faster than sort of three five pace unless it was downhill and then uphill like yeah the 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 ons were hard the offs were pretty easy uh i think again this is not the type of training that i've been really specific for and it sort of is like a half threshold turning into a more of a vot sort of max stuff at the end little bit higher heart rate than on the um, Wednesday. Oh, and then Sunday. Sunday was a good one. Sunday was classic long run for us. Uh, I doubled that, that that night, but Sunday we got out, and um, Sunday we got out and went solid again. So we started real easy. We had a solid big group at the start. We had about, do you know I counted four doctors in the group? That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Pretty amazing, yeah. High IQ. Well, that's I was about to say. Four doctors, I was still the smartest in the group. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's just it, it's wild that you could pull that together and still come out on top. Uh, but we 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 started pretty slow, like four fifty six, five minute, four fifty two, forty one, five minute. I whacked my head on a branch at the um, at the five k mark. Got a bit of blood going. Fuck it, hurt. 
and then it, it I sort of forgot about it after that. And then we got clearly, out. Clearly, clearly not the smartest guy in the group. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors stopped. They look after me though. All of them. A couple of them were concerned. A couple of them weren't. Uh, and then we got going after that. So they got on the roads out the back, started to drop some decent Ks out here because I looked at we were averaging 450 at probably about the, I don't know, 6K mark. And then by the time we got to 24K, we're averaging like 418 or something. So I knew we'd got going and it just felt good. It felt good to get rolling the group. Everyone's, everyone could handle that pace fine even though they were working pretty so, pretty hard, uh, they could still handle it all right. And bulk amount of shit being talked, which was perfect Sunday. Heart rate sort of got up towards the end as it would when you're um, running that pace for me, which was at the end sort of 350, 355-ish. And then finished, body felt fine, 28.5K, two hours. Yeah, body felt all right. Average heart rate for the run was 142. So although it did get up at times, it wasn't up for two hours. And then 130-ish K for the week. So, yeah, thanks, Brady. Great week from me. Good week. He's good. He's up and about good too week. that Kieran's back as well, isn't he, Crooks? He is. Oh, oh, big few KP. stories from his world tour. Mm. Big KP is the only single man left in our group. So it's always fun story time. Actually had some classic combos because he'd, he'd trained for Berlin, but he'd gone through Mexico. So he trained a bit in Mexico City. Then he went up to um, America, New York, Toronto. Then he went over to Kenya. So he trained in Kenya before Berlin. And then he's got this story about how he rode this motorbike from, I think it was like Iten to the capital. What's the capital? Nairobi. Nairobi. I think it was Nairobi. And he's like, what, like, super dangerous thing that he did. Um, and then he ended up bike riding, like, across Europe or something. He's done it all, the boy. Although, apparently, he didn't get a lot of. Um, uh... Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, he's good, got some good stories. That's good. That's a good week. I did four by 2K croaks. Yeah, you did four. That's why. Um, that's why Brady gave you pumped you up so much because you managed to do five by two k in four reps. That's. I fucked that up. I fucked that up the other day too. No, I pumped him up because I looked at the splits and he hadn't had track mode on. So when I first looked at it, it said he was running like three ten pace because he was on the track, but his two mm. k's were really in six thirty. Yeah. And then I looked it's at your heart rate. I'm like, geez, you're fit for running that pace at that heart rate. But then I had to readjust. But it was still a good workout. And then he labelled it five reps, even though he did four. Yeah, so that would Why would I me. think that it would be five? That's I reckon you've got to reduce the recovery. Well, we having two minutes walk or something, weren't you? I think I had 90. 90, so yeah. Do that off 60-second jog. 90 pretty seconds. Solid oh, yeah. week, pretty solid weekend, though, Moose. Yeah, like, big weekend. You know, that, long, that long run. Watch out, you know, like I know you said well, you feel good, but watch out. I reckon the average is... Yeah, oh, because it, because your first like four k was so slow, it makes it look like it was probably an easier run than it was. But you, you know, after five k, you guys were rolling pretty well through those hills. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It was it was a solid long run, but that's what our program's built off those Sundays. And I mean, you're you're the you did this. You, oh yeah, you, you are I, the Sunday yeah, man. Yeah, and I um, shit for it, but I don't do a session on the Saturday. 
Yeah, but I reckon you go a bit faster and I reckon you go a bit longer, maybe a bit hillier. He's out the gate quicker. He's not warming up yeah. for 4K. It's no five-minute Ks to start up. Just consistent, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a big weekend, but I, I don't work on the weekend. Yeah, the life it's stress gets difference. lower. Yeah, huge difference. Huge difference. I love it. I think it's great. I, I'm doing a workout at like 9 o'clock after I wake up and we go for a little walk. He has a scoot. I get to warm the body up a little, get some food in. Yeah, it's it's so much more relaxing. Right, okay. Plus, it's, it's a bit more marathons. Like, I think if you can get away with it, it's also very marathon specific in that you're running a long run, like, on pretty fatigued legs. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, like, you, you don't get, I suppose, if you've had, like, the full day recovery from a Friday session. Yep. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I always, always like the midweek long run on a Wednesday after the, the Tuesday session. Um, same sort of thing. It's like, you know, it doesn't need to be fast, but you, you know, you're learning to run on tired legs. So you would do that and then run Thursday workout or like the big programs do that, don't they? Well, they, yeah, they used to. Because like, that's hard work right there. Yeah, but the difference was all of their sessions were 20 minutes, whereas we now go generally a fair bit longer than 20 minute sessions yeah. um but like i don't do yeah like if i do a wednesday midweek long run thursday is like my easiest day of the week and then i do a friday session the intensity yeah. of yeah we must go back and try one of those weeks because although they're 20 minutes i would argue that deke's quarters or monofartlek would hurt my body more than mm. four by two k or five by a mile three by ten minutes at threshold those kind of standard yeah. workouts we're just talking about and pre-super shoes, so you're not yeah. pulling up as well. <laughs> but you can see why they got so strong, I suppose, like if they didn't break. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I, I remember I trained for a Great Ocean Road Marathon, maybe 2017, doing it like that. And I, got, I felt like I got really fit from that. Like we were doing Saturday morning hill course, which was always tough, always so tough. Like a, basically a cross-country race on the Saturday morning into a 40k long run on the Sunday. And that Sunday was hilly as. Uh, and there's just no breaks. It's just like every day you are pretty much on, even 10 miles on Monday mm. through the Monday loop, like pretty hard work. Mm. It's the mental thing about waking up every morning and you're kind of doing something hard. Yeah. Something stressful on the body. Anyway, Craig, tell us about your week. Uh, yeah, so Monday was just the standard mulligans loop, just over 7K, 435s, before uh, I went out and actually um, did a tour of Rob Wilson's school where he works and his wife works because uh, I might do a bit of relief teaching there next year. He works at a um, distance ed school, so there's actually like no students on site. It's all uh, like online and it's for people that uh, like athletes that are traveling the world, um, people that live like remotely um, and people like kids that have had like bad experiences at school, um, sort of refusing to go to physical school. So they do all their stuff online. So yeah, went and checked out that. So I might do some stuff there next year. What kind of stuff though? Like oh, if they've got no well, kids like, there, well, you yeah, actually so get a job. You just do like online, like you just do the online lessons, like oh, yeah, run through the online what, lessons. Yeah, you won't um, do what you're doing now there next year. Yeah. So I might, you know, I might mix between my current school and, and that school, do like a couple of days of, of each maybe. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anyway, looked at uh, yeah, it's a good setup. Uh, then Tuesday track session. So the session was 
six by 800 off a 90 second sort of standing recovery. So it was a little bit higher intensity for the group sort of working more at three to 5k sort of paces. And it was a, a mixed pace session where like the first rep they run, um, try and run it consistent. So more like sort of 5k pace, the next two reps, they run the first lap faster and then slow down the second lap. So you sort of, um, yeah, I guess spiking the lactate a little bit and then trying to like clear it while still running relatively fast. So it was more like three, a 3K pace lap followed by a 5K pace. Then the two reps after that, it flipped around. So you run like a 5K pace lap and then a 3K pace lap. And then the last rep sort of, you know, depending on how you feel, anywhere between three and 5K pace, um, which I obviously wasn't running uh, at my 3K or 5K pace. So I went like 247, 239 239 238 237 and 233 for the um 800 meter reps um yeah felt okay like felt like i was working but um certainly not getting like lactic or anything like that so um that was tuesday then wednesday is my sort of well it's longer than my monday run so you know trying to do an hour um so i did like yeah 62 minutes just over 14k at 426s i took thursday off because uh, yeah i'm only running five days a week um because yeah i've only i've got a quota of about 70k uh and then friday's session was three by eight minutes off a two minute uh jog so yeah i ran 333s for the first eight minutes 325s for the second and 323s for the third um yeah heart rate was pretty good like definitely getting fitter because a couple of weeks ago i did a 25 minute straight tempo at like just under 350s and i averaged um average like 160 heart rate and for this session i averaged 161 but averaged 336s for the whole thing including the recovery so um that was good like felt pretty comfortable definitely lacking like you, you sort of know when you're not running that many miles that the back end of the sessions just from a strength point of view you just sort of feel a bit sloppy and you're like yeah okay i'm not quite as strong as i i would be off you know another 50k a week um but it's still in that comfortable sort of zone then saturday i took off yeah and then sunday uh ran with yeah adrian zach and jack uh so i did yeah 90 minutes 417s 21k so yeah, a week of like 72K, which would pretty much just be, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I'll be rolling now till Christmas with, um, yeah, I think I'm going to start taking Mondays off and Thursdays off. Yeah. Okay. In a week. Good, good. Do you, when's the next appointment in Melbourne? Uh, I don't when? have any, I don't have anything locked in. Um, you said we'll catch up like a month after this loop recorder was inserted which is yeah get, getting close now whether that happens i'm not sure but um the other thing he wanted to do was an mri before christmas yeah um and then yeah so it was more about you know keeping it sort of 70k till christmas and then reassessing then um and if everything was still tracking well i'm hoping i sort of get the okay to ramp things up a little bit more but no incidents where it's like jumped up since the operation no, I haven't felt anything, and um, I haven't had anyone call me to say that you know the loop recorder has uh, you know oh, yeah. shown shown an arrhythmia. That's um, got a good sign. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually what, the one thing I forgot to mention last week when you guys were giving me shit about accidentally forgetting my like heart rate strap. It's like 
if Andre wanted to see what my heart rate was doing, you can see 24-7 because I've got a, got a permanent heart rate strap in me. So, yeah, true. Goes through to his phone, does it? He can just. Uh, no, I think it goes. So the guy that so Andre didn't put it in. It was another doctor, and so I think the other doctor would probably get the notification. So it's set for a hundred and hundred and ninety five. So if it goes above one hundred and ninety five, they will then get an alert. What um, tools like a smartwatch or something? Well, I know how it works, but um, yeah, which I don't. Um, yeah, I, I can't get that high running. The guy's just out for dinner, Moose, and his watch just starts flashing at him. He just <laughs> says, Brad Croker, Mulligan's flat. Who's just having a crack now? Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Let me whistle through this week, fellas. Monday, 15K in the morning at 4.39 pace. We were in Melbourne last Monday. Olivia had her baked egg challenge at the Royal Children's Hospital. So we drove down there and back. Long day. Got home about 7.30 p.m. Didn't um, do a double. Um, got to stage three for those people at home wondering. So still had an allergic reaction to baked egg, but um, not as sensitive early on in the in the test. So that was fun sitting in the Royal Children's Hospital for the day. Such a, the saddest place getting around, just seeing all the sick kids. Mm. It's just yeah, it's that would be so. Fun. And yeah, we've done it I think three times now, and you're just like yeah, you're just so grateful that you get to take your kids home. Well, Hudson didn't come. He stayed in Hachuca. But, um, yeah, take Olivia home at the end of it. And the room where they did the challenge, there was, like, five kids doing different allergy tests at the same time. So, like, there's a kid over in the corner having avocado for the first time who's allergic to avocado, kid having cashews, Olivia's having baked egg. Um, and then you just got all the nurses, like, in the room just ready to, you know, I don't know if they just put the EpiPen in if they have a bad reaction or, or what happens. So, yeah, it was an interesting setup. The kids won't play some bets on who's going to vomit no, first. No, no. And then every time they have some, they then have to wait like, say, an hour to see if like a reaction happens, and then they get to have a little bit more. So it's a drawn out process where it's a lot of have a little bite, wait an hour, or come back in an hour, have another bite. So um, yeah, a long day, but good to know that she's not super sensitive and. Um, yeah, just in case she does have a bit of baked egg somewhere down the track. So it's not it's not eggs in general, just baked eggs. So she's allergic to raw eggs, and then this was a test to see how she went with the baked eggs because baked eggs are obviously in a lot of different products. Oh, like quiches and that. Yeah, or just like cakes and donuts. And There's a lot of foods that if you look at the labels, it's just like oh, you know, right. may contain egg and stuff like that as well in like a baked yeah. format. Okay. So we'll go back in 12 months' time and she does it again. So... um yeah, we'll see how that goes. Tuesday, I did a workout, six by a mile, off 90 seconds jog. Um, probably like 3.15s early on in this workout. I often start workouts a bit on the slower side. And then the last two, I went 3.08 and 3.04. Kind of felt really good. Um, didn't look at my watch at all, the last one. Just thought, just work steady on this one and, and see what the data kind of gives you. So that was good because I feel like I could turn a bit of a page with fitness the last few weeks, just stringing some you know mileage together. In the afternoon, I got out for 7K at 4.38 pace, 3 p.m. I had a meeting at 4 p.m., so I had to go at 3 p.m., and um, it's too early for the double. 3 p.m. still feels like it's just after lunch, still super hot, just too soon off the morning workout. I don't like going Get into the boys. I'm get into the boys about yeah. this. I feel like I haven't recovered, and I'd probably get home at 9.30 from my morning run, and I still feel like 3 p.m. is too soon. Just um, remember who those two boys are, too. What it's, do you not mean? Like, it's not like you got two fucking gurus on with you. Toby's running quicker marathon than me, and probably a 5K <laughs> and 10K. He's got some runs on the board. 
I think 9.30 to 3-ish is all right. No. Like, if you're just going out for an easy half an hour. No, I don't like it. Still felt rush croaks. Maybe because I didn't get enough work done during the day and had this meeting at 4 p.m. hanging How over my head. How old are you now? 37. I'm 36 in December. I'm still 35. So. How long do you reckon um, How long do you reckon some of the MTC people have before their nah, doubles? They must finish at midday and then go at 5.30, 5 p.m. They yeah, must only so have five it's, hours. It's all right for Aussie record holders. Yeah, but they're not working during the day. So five hours of no work, I'm saying like seven hours of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not sitting well, on the couch watching Netflix. Potentially, you could argue, depending on how strenuous your work is, that the double's detrimental, mm. depending on what job you have. Yeah, if you're a tradie, I wouldn't be doing the double. Um, Wednesday, did 60 minutes at 4.34 pace. So like a super easy day for me, Wednesday. And then Thursday... Got out for a 20k steady run croaks. Left the Wu-Tang Clan off the uh, iPod this week just to settle things down a bit and average 349 pace. So I'm trying to slow them down a bit. Hopefully you're happy with that. Uh, Nah, I didn't wear the heart rate monitor. I've got a few. Uh, A lot of people DM'd me though about some good recommendations. And I think, when's that Coro's one coming out? Because I think I might make a purchase. November. We November that, 20. Oh, November 20, we're seeing it. It's still a long way away, November 20. Yeah, I've got a good recommendation. Thanks to all the people that sent me different recommendations. But there was one. Have you heard of this, like, Rhythm 24? I'm trying to think what brand it is. Um, Scotchy, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. This guy reckons this is legit. Best heart rate monitor getting around. So you had one recommendation, and that's what you're going off. Never heard of that brand. Mm, Google it, people. I, Google it. I this is off with, a well. I talk with people involved in science where they use heart rate monitors to get data, Have and no one's it? using that. No one's using that. Well, maybe they're missing out. This is what the message said. Hey, big dog. So it's always good getting um, acknowledged like that in a greeting. Heard you chasing a heart rate brand. I use this Rhythm 24 and it's great. I wear it on my forearm and it has configurable LED colors, codes that match your heart rate zone. How good's that? There's a big review on it. DC Rainmaker. How do you, print it? What, how do you spell the brand? Uh, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. Yep. Rhythm 24. Type that in. Well, guess, guess what? I don't think it's like a run and retail thing, Moose. I think it's like we do like heart readings and stuff. Okay, you know man. what I mean? Like okay. this is like medical like precision. Medical precision on your arm. Yeah. If it was medical precision, it ain't on your arm, boy. You got the reviews up there, Crooks? Well. Good reviews on it. He's just pissed on, off because he doesn't stock it and he can't make I'm money I'm on Office work, Works. Well, shop, they sell it. What, you know, Shop Scotchy. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know, mate. S- S-O-S-C-O-S. S or C H E, yeah. Yeah, They're not this sponsored what, by the way. So this 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 is the brand. Zaka, let's um, get this brand up. Scotchy accessories are designed to keep you on the move with in-car accessories that mm. make navigating life easier. Yeah, they do that kind of so stuff. So you want to might want to change that about but being. You a said med- it was medical. Medical brand. Don't listen to anything I say. But anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh, so that's I'm nearly gonna no, make, you nailed that. I'm getting close to that. making a purchase anyway. Didn't wear heart rate, but average 349 felt pretty good. Um, guess your heart rate, uh, 148. Maybe it's pretty cold. Do you like this from him, Moose, or are you not a fan? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's got to go somewhere though. Got, like, it's got to be part of a plan, doesn't I'm it? I'm actually dialing it back this week. I was just doing it for four weeks to try to get fit. Now I'm going to start putting a bit more intention into my workouts the next couple of weeks. You reckon that's how you get fit? Yeah, just flogging yourself, jogging. That's a bit the quicker. secret. Is it? Did just a few years. Midweek steady. Midweek steady. 
Well, you just give me shit when I don't run fast enough, and now I run a bit faster, and you give me shit for running too fast. Who's giving you, you can't shit? Can't just make you guys. You can't you can't make us happy. I'm, I've been giving you shit. I'm asking you: Is this how you get fit? That's you, fit. So you write programs for people. How, how many get this from you? No one. No one gets this from me. Oh, maybe some because... people. Maybe some people in the long run to start just push it a bit at the end. If you're coming off like a B session on a Friday. It's different though. Yeah, I know this is different, different time of the week. Um, so if you if you're do why aren't you giving this people to people? Because I think it's a risky thing to do. Because you're looking at my week as a whole here, you're going, Hey, you're doing a workout Tuesday, you're doing a workout Friday, you're doing a long run Sunday, and you're putting this in also on a Thursday. But so and that's why you dial down you dial down the workouts and you I don't know if I trust people to dial down the workouts. I think people fang the workouts too often. Okay. Well, it takes a lot I of discipline. I heard you say that you don't like you just need to get work in. You don't need to take like you want to get back to consistent training again, right? Yeah. That then why would you take risks then? Yeah, true. I don't know. Mm. I'm good, just asking. Good point. I just I want you to just be accountable to yourself. Consistent, it's, yeah. But the risk I'm putting in here is less risky than like fanging workouts. I think so too. Yeah, it's good that we I agree. Just, Two smart minds agreeing on training. Uh, I did, don't like. I don't like that it's a day before. It's, it's the day you, before yeah, you'd prefer on the. You'd pre- if I did this on the Thursday, but dialed it back to three fifty-five, you'd love it, wouldn't you? On a Wednesday, sorry, the day after the workout. Yeah, I just think doing twenty was it twenty k at that sort of effort is definitely going to take away from your session the next day. Where, whereas, like, I don't run this fast on my midweek long run, but I at least have a day recovery after the midweek long run before I do a session. Mm. Yeah, whereas I'm putting the day recovery on the Wednesday. Real. <laughs> real easy day we're getting a lot into like how you structure a training week here aren't we mm. and that's because work's more stressful on a wednesday than it is thursday yeah. but i could do that could move it um it doesn't seem to like tie me too much i guess because the workout's been dialed back a bit but i'm doing 8k in the afternoon that same day at 428s and feel good and then on friday i've got to stop doing these as well I've got to get on the track i did 12 400s up and down a straight road um Average like 69, I think. Pretty settled in the first, like eight or nine. Punched the 11th one in 62. But I'm just not, you know, when you 62. don't do the, Yeah, 62. Yeah, 62.9 I got it down to. It's pretty good. I just banged it down until I had my watch beep. But I don't know if it's accurate. And I don't like, then I can't take any confidence from it. Like I know I'm running hard for a minute and, you know, five minutes, eight seconds, whatever they are. But because it's not on an actual athletics track and I'm kind of hardwired to get that data for it then to mean something, just going up and down this straight road, it feels like I'm cheating a bit. You know what I'm saying? I know what I you think, mean. Yeah. I, don't I think, think physi- it works. Yeah. I think physiologically, though, like you I'm sort still, of know, yeah. you know what zone you're in and how hard you're working. So it's yeah, whether I you're know. on a track or whether you're doing this, you're going to be getting the same benefit. That's what I'm trying to tell myself, Croaks. But I'd, I would have got much more confidence if I did that on a track and saw those numbers. Mm. A couple um, of seconds doesn't matter. Like you, I know. like. And um, yeah, but I th- the GPS preempts where you'll be, doesn't it? So if you're running at like 20k an hour, um, it it kind of does it preempt that you're going to hit 400 in a certain time and go off, or is it like fully like if you stopped it? Mm. No, it's a good I question, Moose. Because yeah, because the watches even when you put it obviously when you have time reps they count down with five seconds to go. But I noticed the watches even do that mm. in when you have it on a distance um, split. Oh, no. So it, I just have my – I just put 400-meter laps on. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that I, is a distance split. Yeah, but yeah, I remember... But it doesn't even, count it, down. Just yeah, okay. That might be the Coros, but I remember yeah. with Garmin, if I put like a, a distance in, it used to actually give me a bit of a countdown. Yeah. That's why I was... I, th- I thought it must preempt it or It does it. if you put it in as a planned workout, but because I just put it in as like just turn 400 metre laps on and I just run in the one direction until it doesn't just... You know how if you got your oh, K yeah. markers on? Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. beeps once every K. This just yeah, beeps. Gotcha. And then I'll just walk around for like 55 seconds and I just hit manually lap to then reset it no. to say start yeah. again to 400. So you've just got auto lap on, not to 400 yeah, not, meters. Not yeah. a session. No, nah, not planned. a session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when that I did those sense. 300s the other day, I thought that was maybe just, yeah. Because then it gives it a chance to reset every time, I suppose. Don't know. I, look, I reckon it's I reckon it's pretty accurate, like especially these paces for you, like running 70s, 69s off a minute, like you're going to have a heap left in the tank to, to roll a 62 towards the end. Yeah, I felt pretty um comfortable, those early ones. Um, but yeah, I might, I did run near the little athletics track on Saturday and that was marked and I might get on there the next couple of weeks, just see what it says. Um, in the other Friday, got out for 7k, 432s, Saturday, easy double, 15k in the morning, 436s, put Carly's heart rate monitor on for this one actually, I think it was like 128, 129 beats per minute. And then, um, in the afternoon, 7.2k at 433s, there was like this local like gang soccer match happening at the footy ovals. So, like, there was a whole group of kids just dressed in, like, blue stuff and a whole other heap of kids dressed in red stuff. But it was, like, pretty much they must have got the memo, just, like, just bring any T-shirt that's red, bring any T-shirts at blue. And then they were both at, like, other ends. Like, no cone set up, just soccer goals. And they are having this soccer game, like, just, just getting up and about. I loved it. It looked like it was real, like, gang mentality. Um, probably had to be there to enjoy, enjoy it. Anyway, um, Sunday. What did, do you mean gang mentality? So these like were just, fighting. like... Nah, well, it kind of looked like that. It was like, you know, there was like a, the Achuka boys had rolled over to Moama and said, hey, we're all blue tops, we're going to play the Moama boys. And then there's just this other group of kids at the other end, just in all like, because they were all in different red t-shirts. Like one kid's wearing a Manchester United top, another kid's wearing a school t-shirt from a uniform that's red. Someone's wearing like a Sydney Swans jumper. Mm. And then it was like, they'd kind of organised amongst themselves to organise this soccer match. Sandalot vibes. It was, oh yeah. Yeah, it was kind of similar to that, um, but just, yeah, bought their own kind of, like, makeshift uniforms. Anyway, that entertained me while I was running around for a while. Uh, Sunday, 32K at 4.12s, bit hot in the second half, about 20 degrees, solo. You know when you just don't know where you're going? Like, Archie was in Burnie. I just was, like, making it up as I was going. It's just boring, a real drag, but we got it done. 156K for the week. Let's move on to... Big week. Big week. Big week. Well, every week's big from him. Every it's always week. 150. That's four weeks at 150 now, boys. I ticked my little goal off of running four weeks at 150. Pick a race. Uh, can we make the, well, can we make the announcement that uh, for both your boys' next big marathon? Oh, yeah, we're in. We got the email today, a soccer oh, marathon. Oh, yeah. Actually, everyone that I know got in. I was starting to panic a bit, Moose. I was like, I swear we were meant to know by now. Yeah, yeah, and I've booked flights. Yeah. And, um. Will on the run, he's booked accommodation, and it's like, well, we'd better get in. Mm, I better sort that tomorrow. Well, you've got to pay now, Croak, so they kind of say, hey, yeah, you got a spot. you got to start giving us some money yeah. to pay. I no. can't forget to do that. I'm bound to forget that. Do that tomorrow morning, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're in. I was looking at the Vic 5K champs, that like B or C grade race there. Um, the only thing is, I think I looked at the timetable and the B-grade race is like 9, 10 p.m. on a Thursday night, 
which, like, I go to bed at 8.30 p.m. What do you mean B grade? You'd be an A. Mm, don't know. I'd probably put down a time that puts me in B grade. Mate, you come in fucking 10th. 15th at AV cross country. A lot of You're good, in the A race. A lot of good young kids getting around boost. I was just going to put my seed time down. It's like 14.45 or something. Paddy Stowe won the B race last year with a 14.20 oh, something. Don't we know about it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the king just throwing throwing the arms in the air like glory time. It's no shame in winning the B race. I beat you one year winning the B race. Remember that? Uh, I do remember I that. I won it, I reckon, like Dion Finocchiaro was second. You were like fourth or fifth or something. You had a sore back. I reckon I was second. Yeah. Or maybe I got done. Maybe I touched up late. I think I put like four seconds into you in the last 300 or something like that. I might see if Zach can dig up that footage during the week. Uh, Don't do that. Big kick finish that day. Yeah, I might do that. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind a race, but I'm pretty content just training. Let's uh, stop talking about me and start talking about some uh, Patreon supporters. Hey, Croaks, who you got? Uh, I've got Manuel Nepper. Uh, from Denmark, and according to Strava, he's run 16.12 for 5K on the track, 35.58 for 10K, and 79 minutes for the half marathon. He runs about 100K a week, and I think he's a student at the IT University of Copenhagen studying a Master's of Science. So thank you for your support, Manuel. Thank you, Manuel. Manuel. Mark Huber. Mark Huber, we couldn't get him on Strava, but we got some results. 2022 Sydney Harbour 10K, he's run 36.38. 79 minutes at this year's Gold Coast Half and 2.58 at the recent Sydney Marathon. So I'm going to pay that as like a 2.44, I reckon, Mm. just based off conditions and course. (laughs) I think he might be a senior advisor, development and project services at Greenwich Projects Proprietary Limited. Fuck i got no idea what any of these people do. Yeah, some good titles out there. Advising, consulting, developing. Yeah. All these words that, like, you just... It doesn't really not suggest they do anything. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, unless well, you're a Greenwich, nurse. Greenwich she's, Projects. She's yeah. yeah. Leadership and expertise in project and commercial management. See, what does that mean? Does that help? That doesn't help at all. I just want to interview people and say, what do you do? Like, what, from 9 to 5 every day, what do you actually do for your job? Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Because all three of us have very, like, basic, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, jobs. It's jobs. like, very. everyone knows exactly what you do when you say you're a teacher or you work in a running shop, running shoe I, shop. <laughs> I've never had any job that you've had to explain what it is, though. Like, yeah, I make pizzas. Hey, you're or... in the Navy. What are you talking about? You would have had to explain that. <laughs> That, that wasn't, was, wasn't there long enough, Brady. That was a bit different. Defending the country. His, un, his uniform never got dirty. If you've ever seen Rambo, well, that was me. <laughs> I don't need to explain it. Just go and watch a movie. Another, Probably... another movie reference. <laughs> uh, I'm going to thank uh, Peter Harsom from Norway. He's got a 5K PB of 1804 at the Nansen Park and Park Run. Park run big in Norway, Crooks? You're asking the wrong person, mate. I've never been to Norway. Sorry. Yeah. Norwegian listeners, I'd love to know. I probably could Google it, but give me your intel about what you know about park run down there or up there. Uh, 37.44 for 10K and 80.03. So close to breaking an hour 20 at the Drummond half. That's Chriso's race. It's also around 2.59 at last year's Valencia Marathon. Looks like the Vaporfly 3 are currently his ratio of choice. He's a tech lead 
Okay, oh. Moose, here we go. Attack lead <laughs> at Mitterbahn, oh, croaks, Schisbed, SMB. And he spent time studying in Brisbane at the oh. QUT from 2013 to 2015. Thank you, Peter, for your uh, your support all the way over there in Norway. Looks like he uh, funded his trip by being a bar attendant. So this is all, a bartender. So this is all on uh, all on his LinkedIn. He's worked at the Z Bar, the Down Under Bar, the Guilty Rogue. Um, what else? The oh, Down the, Under Bar. The, yeah, Down Under Bar. So this is all in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, well, it was back then. I don't know if it's still going. Then uh, where else? Bavarian Beer Cafe. Um, He's good at pouring yes. beers. Yeah. A bit of experience there and then straight to tech lead. That'd be another <laughs> one I'd love to know. Peter, right in. Just tell me what you do for your job. Well, I, think it's, I, think it's, I think that's IT based. Yeah, but Let it's me the Google same thing. Let like, me Google this. Remember when people always say Sinead works in IT? I'm like, is she mm. like, what does she actually do? What does that mean? All right, so here we go. Ship, Shipstead SMB. Is that what you just said? Launched mm. in 2009 as Mittenbud. It connects consumers with skilled professionals in carpentry, electrical engineering, painting, plumbing, and a range of other large renovation categories. But leaks At up. the core is the Mittenbud concept, consisting of a modern and scalable technical platform with rich user interfaces towards both consumers and businesses, marketing capabilities spanning the entire growth funnel, and a proven data-driven SMB sales methodology. Methodology. Mitten <laughs> Bud is one of the most successful marketplace products in this category globally. I'm there still a go. bit confused, but I'm a simple There you man. go. I got no idea what that is. Uh, people on Patreon, thank you for your support. You'll be rewarded this week because we've got two bonus shows coming at you as we're in between our Road 2 series. Mind you, I think our next Road 2 series has been locked in um, just the last couple of days. But you'll be catching up, uh, Moose, you're catching up with Ali and Sinead this week, I think, to do a bit of a monthly, see what they've been doing. Yes, yeah, we, and that was after her win yesterday. At Bernie. So down at Bernie, yeah. Ali's so been on Strava too, so no one knows what she's been doing. Going dark mode. Going dark mode. So it makes for a good podcast, actually, to hear what's going on there. I was thinking the noise. What is it, three years the since they did Road to... Yeah. Road to New York as well. New York's this week. Oh, 2019, four years. Four mm. years. Four-year anniversary, bringing that panel back together. That was fun, that one. That was a good one. I reckon if, that's another benefit, isn't it? Patreon, you go on, you go back and listen to what Sinead and Ali were talking about as they went into New York Marathon 2019, mm. where they both had excellent races. So much and, great training intel. And then they ran a world, world 10K with the World Athletic Champs, 2,000 metres during the build-up, like brilliant chat that. And you could hear two different approaches, training together though to, a lot. And I they ran 31 was, a lot. Yeah, yeah, fourth, uh, fourth and fifth fastest ever maybe? Ever? Yeah, I think so. At the time? In yeah. Australia, yeah. Yeah, it's all there. Once you sign up to Patreon, just get unlocked like 200 episodes. Um, and then Croaks, you're catching up with the Road to Berlin boys this week as well. Uh, next week. Next week. Next yeah, week, sorry. yeah. So, yeah, there'll be two episodes coming at you as bonus episodes on Patreon Extra Elite uh, over the next couple of weeks. Get ready to lace up for a cause that matters. More Than a Run, powered by Lululemon, is a hybrid event spanning across Australia and New Zealand, uniting the running community to support men's health. Join as an individual or enter a team with your club or run crew 
and choose to run the more than a run 10K, 30K or 60K on November 25th. For more information on how to get involved, visit morethanarun.com.au. Run news boys, Bernie 10 happened. I watched it when I got over from my long run. Weird race. Must have been a bit of a tailwind out. Like everyone kind of fanged it out and then kind of struggled a bit on the way home. Uh, Jack Rayner won easy, 29.03. Andre Waring second, 29.30. Liam Booden was third, the Queenslander, in 29.40. Uh, Dale Carroll was the only one that went with Jack after about, oh, I'm going to say one and a half, 2K. Jack stayed in the group. And then, yeah, I'm just looking where um, Dale Carroll finished. He ended up fading to 17th in 32.04. Oof. And I think he went through nearly halfway with Jack. I wonder if there's a 5K split here. Um, yeah, 5K split, 14.22. So he's around 14.22, 17.41. That's a big blow up, fellas, if you haven't seen one. Um, yeah. So he was the only one that kind of went with Jack, and then all the uh, vision was just of Jack. And then, yeah, they showed Andre coming in and Liam at the finish line there. Probably slower times than usual. There were only uh, five people under 30 minutes. What did you run when you ran there, Moose? Bernie? Gee, one good. Was also it? blow up. I'm going to say 31 high. Okay. That's yeah. a guess. Probably slower. Yeah, you come back off a marathon or something, though, weren't you? It's real last uh, minute when you got I was sick. I had the flu. I was sitting in the shower, and I like, beforehand. That's right. Bad Radio Jakob. Yeah. Plenty of excuses there. Uh, the women's race, that was a bit closer. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Adams was with Sinead Diver up until about, I'm going to say, 4.5K. And they give out $500, whoever's winner at the turnaround. And Sinead kind of um, yeah moved away from her at 4.5K and then was just running a group of guys um, the whole way back. Didn't really see Caitlin again on the footage. So Sinead won in 32.48, Caitlin second in 33.19, and Isabel Duell was third in 34.58. Sinead looked strong. I did see in her uh, post-race interview, she kind of said that winning was the main intention there, not to uh, chase the time, but when she made the move and on the way back, she looked super strong with that group of fellas. See it, any of it, boys? Uh, so the last bit. Um, and I saw the I saw the interviews as well. So yeah, Sinead said that she wasn't really worried about time, and uh, I think she did it reasonably comfortable based on sort of what she was saying in the interview. Yeah, ask her what marathon she's running, Moose, because she said in that interview that she's yeah thinking to go around again before Paris. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So it'd be something early next year. I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask that. I'll ask why she's thinking that too. Yeah, ask her about that Melbourne marathon stuff I was talking about the other week as well. Maybe she wants to win Canberra, April. Canberra. What about Ballarat? Big money down at Ballarat Marathon in April. What about for the women? What was their time incentives there? Because there were some pretty solid ones. Bonuses, you mean? Yeah, like six grand. Oh, at to, Ballarat, um, you mean? Yeah, at Ballarat. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's six on their grand Instagram win. page. Time bonus for the for the men, I just rem- I remember seeing sub 210 was like three grand. So... You get someone like Liam go have a crack, win nine grand. Yeah, I did Cunt. send it to a mate because I um. Let me see if I can find it pretty quickly here. I might be struggling. Put me What's on the course sp- like, Moose? Though it, well, the course was pretty flat, so it was 164 meters or something. And so there's one decent hill in it. It's two laps of a half marathon course, and then you go up, you go around Vic Park, you go out the like out the. Shrine of Remembrance or whatever. Uh, no, not the shrine. No, you go out the um, Remembrance Drive, it's called, out the under the arch 
and then back around the lake down to town. There's just, you just drop down into town. It's town's like halfway down the hill, and then you turn around and come back up. So it's it's a fair bit flatter than Melbourne. I think Melbourne's what 180. So it's a bit flatter than Melbourne. It's six k first prize, and then um, the best bonus is for sub two twenty seven thirty, which is an extra three thousand. Yeah, it's yeah, another thousand wow. dollar payday. Yeah, nothing. To pretty good, at. isn't it? It's pretty good. I guess you got to you got to put it on the line to go for the extra three grand, though. Yeah, get some good male paces. She's a two twenty one girl. Yeah, but it's a marathon. You can you you would use up. Whereas if you if you win it in two thirty five, and you can train the next week, mm. that'd be worth it. And also, I would have thought April's probably getting on the later side to use up a marathon. Yeah, for sure. That's why it would have to be a tempo run for Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially like for something like Sinead, who's you know pretty much locked in. You, like, why would why would you risk? you know, running a marathon that close to the Olympics. Like, if you're going to do one, it's got to be really early, I'd imagine, in the year. Yep. Find out. Find out tomorrow night, Moose. Moose will know tomorrow night. Know it all. Patreon supporters will know as well. Uh, Other news, a bit of just Bowman Track Club chat. I listened to the Coffee Club podcast. They spoke about this for about 45 minutes, those boys. We won't be going for that long. But did you see the news that uh, Grant Fisher has left the Bowman Track Club and Cooper Tier both haven't announced where they're going, although I haven't seen that announced yet. But, yeah, both leaving that. uh, You probably know the most about the American setup, Moose. It was kind of like the pinnacle track club in in in, um, America, wasn't it? Yeah, well, for a while they had all the big dogs. They had, like, Woody Kincaid. He also left last year, yeah. Yeah, he's gone. Well, Grant Frischer was the... um, kid out of college but then it's just got better and better and mm. he's a top top player now uh you had um shelby, shelby Houlihan, yeah who's still there i guess i mean she's not part of the squad as such you had courtney frericks mm. who was medalist yep steeple steeple yep you um elise cranny carissa uh, schweitzer moamed oh, yeah schweitzer moamed and then jager Oh yeah, the steeple. They had all the big, the big crew, and they've all kind of disappeared. Not all of them have disappeared. You still got Evan Yeager, right? He's yeah. still there. Mm. You've got Elise Cranny's still there, but a whisper that which we might see her leave soon. Uh, who else is still there? Well, I mean, Schwitzer's still there. So oh, guess, Ahmed's still there. Yeah, he's still there. So I guess the question, and oh, that's right. Who um the English guy left end of last year as well? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, what was his name? Oh, jeez, it escapes me as well. The ten, Mark Scott. Mark Scott, yeah, yeah. that's it, Mark Scott left. Um, but the question is, like, there's potentially a few reasons for it. One, I guess, the reputation of what's happened recently with Bowman, um, like with the, the Shelby Houlihan. And that's a um, while now, though. It was a while ago. So the other, the other two that I'm thinking is that Jerry is now, like, the head of University of Oregon, and do they feel like, that they're being a little bit neglected as a result of that, or they're made to move to uh, Eugene instead of Portland, where they had been previously. Yeah, I think it's the second one. I think that like Eugene, although it's got some okay running, it's um, it's a college town. It's probably not where like all the adults want to live they probably signed deals knowing or thinking that they would be training at 
either Park City in Utah a lot of the time or in Portland. Um, and then they've sort of been semi-forced to move cities to somewhere that they don't want to be. And then, yeah. I mean... You, you don't hit, need the coach? You don't need the coach factor, like, yeah, factors into it? I do as well. I think both. I think... But he, it only happened since he really started... To, he took that job, though, didn't it, where yeah. everyone started leaving. Um, and, and you can't. Like, that's a massive job. Coaching at Oregon, like, one of the top five schools in the country... That's a full-time job. You know you, you don't have a lot of time left after that to, to monitor what your professional athletes are doing. Yes. And these they only have a small window. Why would they do it with someone who's half-assing it with them? Grant Fisher is like the top of the top, though, and it's, a, it's an Olympic. We're coming into an Olympic year. What are the Olympics mm. away? Eight months? Nine months? Seven months? Yeah. Like it's a risky kind of move. Well, it's probably a f- big financial move. For you the think it'll move from Nike? No, I mean for um, Jerry. Sorry, like oh, it's yeah, a big financial move, move to take the, the, um, yeah. the university contract and maybe yeah, Andrew Sekafian still there as well. Because um, Jerry's also more than just like the you know cross country and distance coach there. Like he's the head coach of the whole program. Yeah. So he's looking after the cross country program as well as the track and field. So that includes all the sprints, all the jumps, everything like that as head coach. So um you'd imagine like the admin involved with that. It's pretty full on. I don't think a lot of the head coaches of the athletics department are actually on the field coaching too mm. often. They've all got sub sub leads like sub coaches um like a, a distance lead and a sprints lead that would be doing most of the uh, nuts and bolts of it mm. anyway the let's run flow track they'll be covering that kind of stuff if you want more information the other news that happened are oh, maybe when we we're recording last week or maybe just before but the ingerbritson family update where the uh a few of the brothers not all of them I'm hoping I get this right, Norwegians, because I know there's a lot of you guys that listen, but they've come out and um, accused their dad of physical and emotional abuse as um, as they were being coached by him and fathered by him, I guess. Did you guys get a chance to read that article I shared with you guys today? Pretty yeah, good. I read it this afternoon. It's pretty long. I, I read it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it was good, that's though, wasn't it? You kind of pasted into our group. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think it was yeah. from The Guardian. I read it on another forum, and then someone had, um, yeah, cut and pasted the same thing. Mm. Heavy stuff, isn't it? And mm. sad from all accounts. It's hard yeah. to know what to make of it, isn't it? It's like, it's really, you just don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it's weird because it's so, like, you know how hard line he was as a coach. We saw it through the shows we we saw that this was not a normal setup but from what we saw it everything seemed like it was um uh, not above board but like the 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 kids were ticking off on it the kids Mm -hmm. were like no this is what we want and and he will get us there doing this um it's almost like they gave their approval for him to act like he was that's but but I know there's lots of stuff we didn't see, of course. It's a reality TV show. 
I might just read this excerpt from it, Moose, if that's okay. Please. Last, last week, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, 23. It's important to remember he's still that young. Um, the Olympic 1,500-meter gold medalist and two-time 5,000-meter world champion. And two of his brother brothers, Hendrik and Philip, wrote a piece for Norway's VG newspaper. It stated that their father and former coach, Gert, had abused them. Start quotes. We have grown up with a father who has been very aggressive and controlling and who has used physical violence and threats, close quotes, they stated. We still feel discomfort and fear, which has been in us since childhood. They went on to say they had accepted this and lived with it until it until two years ago, when the same aggression and physical punishment struck again. They called the situation unbearable and said the pressure we have felt has been inhumane at times. Gert57 responded by admitting he was far from perfect as a father and husband, but word denied being violent towards his children. Our family have lived in the public spotlight for many years and we have chosen to let the public into our lives through TV series, interviews and much more. He said that violent should have... Violence should have occurred in this public family's life is unthinkable. The Norwegian people have seen our lives for better or worse. Just a bit of read there, but a bit happening. There's a couple of things from me. I, I can sort of see why the boys have gone public because um, in part of that article, Brady, that you sent us, there was the part where for a while there, um, Gert was almost like the victim. And, and even us, mm, we were oh, like, yeah. poor... Poor Gert, you know, like imagine just leaving your dad because yeah. originally it was like we left him because of health reasons and, you know, this stuff never came out. And so they almost had to come out and be public to change the narrative because it was almost like, you know, Gert was getting all this sympathy when potentially he shouldn't have been. Um, and the other thing for me is like it's really like we don't see this in track and field that often, but this has – like tennis and golf vibes that you know really overpowering like you are going to be a superstar you're going to start from the age of eight and you know this sport is going to be your life like we don't see that in in our sport that often and that's sort of what this um this feels like to me Mm. i don't think you see it that often anymore because there's so much negative attention when you do see it and it, it typically isn't um thought of as healthy for the child well and that's where like these boys don't really know anything else and that's why like they're saying here that they put up with it for so long but it's like well yeah that's it sounds like you know if you think of Jakob, like he's been pretty much well a full-time athlete like full-time athlete sort of thing since he was eight so he's really he hasn't so he missed sort of all of those years where well i think he, in the article it said even before eight he was pretty much like you know focusing on running and so yeah. imagine that like all of those years from like even from eight through to like 16 all of those like developmental years where kids should just be going out having fun he's what training twice a day mm, pretty full on isn't it yeah pretty yeah. full on uh the other bit of news here no world cross country trials for the australian cross country team which would be for the world cross country champs next year in they got moved, didn't they? 2024 in Serbia. Serbia. They were in somewhere else, weren't they? Are you sure they're still in Serbia? Uh, according to the email from AA, yes, I yeah. am. Okay. Yeah, so you heard about this, Moose? Yeah, so email came through uh, saying, unlike last... I'll just read it out. 
unlike last year, there'll be no specific selection trial for the World Athletics Series event. They're talking about World Cross. And instead, the Australian the, the Athletics Australia Chair of Selectors has confirmed that selection will be based around middle distance events taking place over the summer with a significant focus on performance at Zatapec 10 in December. So what that means is no selection trials like the one that was held at Stromlo uh, late or early last year. Um, now, we, none of us like this, do we? No. No. I don't think anyone likes this. I've put this to a number of athletes around the place and no one said, oh, yeah, great, what a waste of time those trials were. Um, well, it's a different sport. It's a different sport. cross-country, exactly. Oh, yeah. Even and, on Stromo, that's pretty generous cross-country. And also, um, if, they, if they're factoring in something like Zatapec, so like, let's look at Andy Buchanan, for example. So Andy's a great cross-country runner, probably not as good on the track. He probably won't – well, he won't run – um, Zatapec this year because he's running Fukuoka Marathon. Yeah. So oh, yeah, he just doesn't get a chance. So is Brett. Well, you've got yeah. Jen Lacars doing Izzy Bat Doyle doing Valencia. You got Sinead doing something. Oh yeah. well, no, Sinead actually. We'll see if she's doing Zatapec or not. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of athletes who are going to miss Zatapec because they're running marathons or whatnot, or perhaps they're overseas still at um, college, and, and it looks like that's going to be the major event that they select from. And the problem is it opens it up then to purely selected discretion, which is one, and that's that was probably the most exciting thing about going out to the World Cross Trials last year, was you knew that first, was it four or five, were automatic, and like watching watching the positions between three and six, like that was the most exciting part for me because people, you know, like guys like Rory, Rory Hunter, for example, you know, like finished in the top four, four, five. So it was guaranteed a spot. Those guys now don't really get the opportunity because the selectors are just going to pick the athletes like Brett, like, you know, and, and admittedly Brett deserves to go. But if mm. Brett rocks up to the trial and loses to uh, a Rory Hunter, then, you know, Rory deserves to go. But in in this case, you know, those sort of next-tier athletes who could potentially run well at cross-country probably won't even get a look in. You don't, you don't get the fairy tale story. You, you, get, you just get what the selectors want. And the, a bit of the concerning thing for me is that it says, the chairman of selectors has confirmed that selection will be based around middle-distance events taking place over the summer. So marathoners don't run middle-distance events taking place over summer. Yeah, so they like want that, you to do like the Adelaide Track Classic 5K. It's pushing that. It's yeah. pushing their, the events they own, and it wants more participation in those events and will reward you with a singlet at World Cross. That's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing this is a pretty self-serving sort of policy. Resource-wise, uh, get... it can't be – sorry to interrupt, but resource-wise, it can't be that hard putting on a race at Stromlo. But the course is marked. You don't shut roads. Yeah, that's what I mean. It can't like be that much, yeah. you got a no. very black and white event, but now they go in grey area. And if there's ever an event where you have a trial, it's well-crossed because times are irrelevant. You can send six people 
So it should almost, and I, I know we spoke about it earlier this year as to like, we think there should maybe only be one spot left for discretion in cross country. And it's like, you rock up to the trial and if you finish top five, you're in the team. And then they have the one spot available for, you know, a Jack Rayner getting food poisoning the night before that, you know, you want to put him in the team. Um, so I love the idea of, you know, cause, cause time, as I said, times are irrelevant. So it doesn't matter what you've run on the track. It's like you go and run a cr- hard cross country course, top five, go one spot open for discretion. Yeah. I love that. Anyway. Yeah. It's a bit mm. disappointing. Uh, Croatia was where they were meant to be before they, I don't know if they got it taken off them or they didn't want to do it anymore. 10th and 11th of Feb. Um, no, now they moved to the 30th of March. Oh, so Zatopec's start of December. Jeez. Yeah, so you could have a good run at the start of December and then be picked for a team in the 30th of March. It's a long time, mm. fellas. It's a yeah, long time. yeah. Kind of makes it, I guess, just puts more discretion back in the hands of the, um, into the selectors be probably good for the overseas people as well so if they don't come back with Zatapec but they run a few decent oh they won't be running track though so like how does like a Morgan McDonald or someone like that qualify yeah so that's going to be discretion like maybe because you know they do have like a cross-country series over mm. there I know the boys did because it was like, like IAAF points or something that they did last year that's why they ran it so I guess they could maybe do a few races over there and, you know, if Morgan was to knock off a few of the the real big dogs, then, you know, that would help him from a selector's discretion point of view. Um, Yeah, but it just just opens it up to, all right, they'll look at this year, who were the Aussies that were, you know, in the Aussie singlets for all the, you know, different distance events and basically just take their pick from those. Not not potentially look at some up-and-comer who has a blinder at a trial. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, disappointing. Listen to the question, Croaks. Uh, yeah, so the question comes in from Kirsten Strudwick. Uh, now that the marathon season is over for the majority of recreational runners, what should a good off-season look like over summer? Mm. Well, first thing, I wouldn't look at it like an off-season. Like, that doesn't, to me, that... So, sorry, I should have, that was in inverted sort of commas off season. So oh, okay. like, I guess in between now, like, you know, preparing for your next marathon. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. Um, it's for me, this is an opportunity to get more efficient and more economical as a, as a runner. So this period of time after your initial recovery and then your rebuild, uh, I do the things that get neglected during the marathon training and things that will assist in the next marathon block. So a lot of threshold work and VO2 work uh, that should help with the runner's economy um, before we transition to those long specific workouts. Hills, I like to throw some hills in there. Hills and mileage too. Where do, you, where do you do those, Brady? Yeah, I did some 15 second hill reps today, and I was just looking at my Strava before, and it comes up as zero meters climbing in 15 <laughs> seconds. But I swear, is that on the bridge? No, this was on this sand hill not far from my house. But I swear there's a hill there. I swear there's a hill. Um, but yes, I think it's a good time to look at putting those kind of things in where you're not so fixated on like pace and stuff as well. Or some shorter reps, like get that turnover going, because you kind of neglect that. I think when you're training for the marathons in season. 
Like you don't want to be doing this. You don't want to jump straight back into marathon workouts. You're just going to get stale mentally, physically. You want to mix. That's it how up. you plateau. Yeah. That is. That's how runners don't progress. Different is that they, Exactly. Yeah. They need to. They need to work every system. They need to develop different systems in order to, that like get that diesel engine, that just sub threshold marathoning engine working at a higher degree. And you, you do that through raising your lactate threshold. You do through increasing your VO2 max. All those things should help. And a good point here might be when you first come back off your recovery period, that threshold pace may be the pace you ran for the marathon. But that's okay. Be patient. It will come down. Yeah. Do, do you know what I'm saying there, Moose? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you're going to come back less fit. And again, avoid probably avoid that that, that um, uh, worrying about pace too much. Mm, good, is a good, yeah, right. a good, good chance to get rid of that yeah. um, expectation out of your mind. I also think mileage is important during this time too. So I don't think you wait until the last ten weeks to crank your mileage up. I think if you can increase your mileage from twelve to twenty weeks out from your next marathon, like that's a really good chance to set yourself up for a good marathon block. Yeah, do the work to be able to do the work. Yeah. Especially with that long run. Like if you can be consistently yep. on your feet for two hours, two hours, ten minutes, like before you get to twelve weeks out, it just makes it so much easier. Yep. Yep. Croaks in the ice dad? Uh, well, you've, you've pretty much covered it. I think that the main thing for me is I basically look at, it, and it, this is especially if the marathon is your focus, like moving forward. It's like, okay, like what what holds you back from being a good marathoner? So basically, just looking at your looking at general weaknesses. So for me, if somebody did their last marathon and their weekly mileage is is at the bare minimum, it's like, all right, well, we want to just get you consistently running more in this period so that when we get to a marathon block, you can handle more mileage than you could last time, which is sort of what you were talking there, Moose, about not leaving the increased mileage till the last minute. But the other thing is it's like, well, if you're purely like, if, if strength is your strength, then we're like, all right, well, let's try and actually get you a little bit faster. So for me, it's more just looking at, all right, in this period between marathons, how can you become a generally better all-round runner which will then hopefully help you in the in your next marathon yeah spot on fellas nailed that one moose on the loose purchase of the week mm. i was just chatting to brie before i was trying to said oh, i've got to think of something for moose on the loose this week and she's like you've repeated so many already like <laughs> just you've got to find a new segment because it's 313 episodes in mm. And I'm such an easygoing guy, carefree, that nothing <laughs> bothers me. So I don't know, I don't know what to go at. And and the things that do bother me, a lot of them I can't say on here because I've got a business. I'll get eaten up. I'll get eaten alive. I'll lose my house. So I I, I can't go too hard. I was I was going to do purchase, but I don't spend any money. So my my purchase now is just mortgage. That's it, and renovations. Although, do you know, boys, I just um, bought an invisible fence for the backyard. So An invisible it's for, fence. It's boys, the, boys, I don't, I don't spend any money. It's just mortgage. But, hey, did I tell you I bought this? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. on, invisible fence. Yeah, have you heard of these? No. No. So it's like um, you, want, you run a wire out around your property, like, for, like create a boundary, and then it's, um, it's like an electric 
cable and then your dog wears a, a, a collar and it's like an electric fence. So if he gets within a proximity, then he'll get um, reminded that he shouldn't be going that close. And so he won't escape the property. <laughs> Just back off, boy, back off. And so I laid it the Savo or yesterday and then I put the flags out today. And probably about an hour or so after I put the flag out, I'm standing there with Pia. Just she likes to look at the flags; they're blue. And um, this fucking tiger snake just starts, Ooh. like, just starts going, like, doing its slinky little thing through some bushes and then under a tire. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, I was just here putting flags out, and this thing lives about a meter away from me. And it lives about a metre from our path where my dog goes down every single day. It's clearly going back to its little house. But yeah, it's, we've, we had a house sitter. Jimmy Friend's partner, actually, Alana, was looking after Theo a few weeks ago and she saw it. It came out on the same path. So I've got a tiger snake living about a metre from my property. <laughs> Do they kill you, tiger snakes? Well, they can. Do they, yeah. Are they yeah. poisonous? Yeah. yeah, they're one of the, one of the better ones oh, there. Jeez. And they're aggressive too. Like they, they're one of the more aggressive snakes. Where um, if you s- disturb them, they seem oh, to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know whether I should call someone and get rid of it. Probably a good idea. But I, like, if I call someone and then they're like, "Oh, it can't find it," because it's pretty hard to find a snake in the bush. But at the end of the day, Moose, if you're if you back onto bush. You'll be calling them probably every second week. Yeah. There's going to be a heap yeah. of snakes in through there. I know there will be. There will be for sure. So do you not have a fence? No fences at all. No fences? Yeah. Is that like, just like, no one has fences down there? No, there's like, it's, it's, we've got this big land for wildlife um, sign out the front of our house and apparently you, the, the last owner, a few in the area have that. If, if you're... If you treat your backyard as if it's the bush and like you set up little habitats for creatures or whatever, then you put this sign up. It's like doing your bit for the wildlife. But it's a bit of a thoroughfare. So there's like kangaroos that use it to go past and um, other animals. I don't know what they are. But basically, if you put a fence up, it would stop the animals being able to get through. And I don't think that um, that's, that's a good thing. Jeez. Well, they're not paying rent. So you're yeah, I know. Is it? But now, I now just, they're just going to get electrocuted. No, no, because it's only the dog only the with dog. the collar on, and he's pretty smart. I took like he he learnt within a minute that that blue flag means stay the fuck away from that because I don't like <laughs> what happens when I go close to it. And now, now we've just got this weird blue flag fence out in our backyard. <laughs> um, pretty good stuff though. Pretty good. I didn't think we were going to go there, Croaks, but I'm glad we got no. something out of him for that segment. Uh, I'll finish off with some whispers, eh? Nearly 100% strike rate so oh. far in this segment. Got a couple. So if you're uh, if you're a listener, get your diary out because I've got a few things to lock in. First one. Go, go to the best one first. Your, your best one's not written on here. Oh, which is my best one? The brother. The brother. The brother? Who's brother? Yes. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't actually read that one too. I'll have to reread that one. These are coming direct from Kenya. Ali Kipchoge is going to run Tokyo. Act surprised when you hear the announcement, but you heard it here first in uh, October 30th. Kiptum, he's going to defend his title at London. So if you're getting excited about maybe a head-to-head, you're going to have to wait till the Olympics, so lock those two in. Um, what about Kiptum? His brother won a marathon or something, didn't he? But he's coming off a ban. Is that correct? 
Well, according to our man in uh, Kenya, to, yeah. So Calvin Kipton, by I'm just going to have a quick little look here. But it's not. Idenhoven, I think Marathon he won recently. But he's not a Kipton, is he? Different names. Different names, yeah. Which is confusing to me. I'm not taking um, responsibility for this part of the segment. Says he has four siblings, two brothers, two sisters, who also enjoy sports. However, is enjoying sports and is running 204. And got coming through a doping ban. Mm. Don't know about this. This is pretty sketchy, I reckon. Because he's late. He's late thirties, I think. His brother. The, the brother is. Yeah, the brother. Yeah. We also heard word that this that Kipton's what supposed to be twenty four or something. Twenty three. But he's yeah. got an eight year old kid. I think a lot yeah. of people don't believe the ages though. But yeah, the kid stuff obviously adds a bit to it. There's a bit of deception going on over there, clearly. All the coaching thing, like, like it just doesn't seem like we're getting a lot of um, truth coming out of the old Kipton camp. Mm. And do you reckon that's a big reason why Nike aren't going too hard on it? Yeah, and Kipchoge. Don't want, don't want egg on their face. Yeah, exactly. And Kipchoge staying away. Didn't even write it like a uh, well-done message or anything on, mm. on socials. So maybe he's got word of a bit of a bit of suspect activity over there. So this Kenneth Kiprop, alleged. yeah, this Kenneth Kiprop Kip Kemmoy, he's thirty nine. So according to his IWAF profile, he was born the second of August nineteen eighty four. All of his PBs, other than the marathon which he set on the eighth of October this year, were set between two thousand and twelve and two thousand and fifteen. So yeah, he's run 2.04. 52 at 39. He's, uh, what's he running? 1303 for 5K, 2652 for 10K. These are all 2012. Uh, 5901 for the half marathon in 2014. That's a long time. Like, that's a long Nine years. stretch. And then he so, got done, did he? Well, uh, yeah, he missed a few years. I'll check. Um, so there's 2023 results. Oh, he's got results here from 29. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's got results from other years. But here we go. So he's running oh, that's Elderette. Two so he ran two hours fifteen last year at the Abu Dhabi Marathon. That's oh, yeah, a that's pretty quick. big pretty big improvement. Two fifteen to two oh four. Shoes gross. Um Yeah, maybe. Wearing the new Adidas's. Well, I ran two oh eight in Boston in two thousand and nineteen. Okay. But yeah. And that's his brother. Well, yeah, but supposedly there was a, well, yeah, was there, yeah, drug whisper- ban? I don't know. Some decent whispers here. I like it though. I'm not taking responsibility for the second half of that because that was just gone off the rails. These are coming straight out of Kenya too, from the ground. I did have a watch well, here as well. Izzy Bat Doyle, if you've been following her on Strava, pumping 200k weeks, doing marathon workouts at 320k over hills at altitude. Just watch out for a big performance from her. And that's Valencia. marathon pace. Well, she said marathon, marathon pace. I, so think 320 at I think she said marathon pace. I don't know, but you know what they like. They do those reps at, you know, those big workouts where you're doing 5K, 4K reps. It's meant to be at your marathon pace. Just keep an eye out. December, what is it? Second, Valencia Marathon. But that's 221 marathon pace at altitude. Mm, that's what I'm saying. I'm calling it here early. You reckon she's real fit? I reckon. Well, it's, it's either one, it's either two things, right? She's trained too hard or she's real fit. That's um, there's only two options there. Yeah, we'll see. The proof will be in the pudding. December. 
proof will be in the pudding. Let's but see what happens. Just to watch for it. It's five and a half weeks out. What's coming up? New York Marathons this week. That would be good. New York's always good. Bad time for Australians to watch that, though. I think it's on at like 2 a.m. Sunday night, our time. Uh, Noosa Bolt's also on. Expect Jack Rayner to win that like he does every other fun run at the moment. Haven't seen Fields yet, but usually the uh, ASICS crew get up there because that's an ASICS event. Caitlin Adams, Cam, she might Cam, win it. Cam Myers as a whisper for Is Noosa Bolt. Oh, oh hello. Here he comes. Hello. Like road debut. Guess it would be, wouldn't it? Is he too young to be running five K roads to be competitive with a guy like Jack? Oh, I think Jack. Oh, yeah, you'd you'd have to back Jack mm. um, over five K on the roads, but um, be interesting to see how he goes. Remember your first five K too? It felt such a long way. Mm. Like he hasn't even done a competitive three K, has he? Yeah, but you got to. Yeah, but have you ever done a five k when you've run three thirty three for a fifteen hundred? Nah, <laughs> it's like running 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 thirteen thirty pace doesn't feel real. Wouldn't feel real fast. I wouldn't imagine. That's a good whisper and a good watch from you. I like that. Usually a live stream as well. Craig Mottram's usually on the mic. We'll see what happens on a Saturday night Australian hey. time. Didn't you beat Geordie Williams up there? Oh, one year, here we go. Actually, <laughs> the memories came up on Facebook this this week. <laughs> Who would have thought that you'd be still kicking around and Geordie Williams wouldn't as well? Yeah. That's interesting. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, uh, good no, times. November's kicking on. Are you boys doing Movember? You going to grow a mo? Raise some money? Putting you on the spot there? No, I'm not doing it. Why not? I'm not doing it. You're good well, on it, I don't. I don't want to ask people for money. Oh, yeah. But but we do have a um, we do have You a, can do it on the Instagram setup. page. In our store, we have a box set up where um, if someone wants, like we give them a dollar or a $2 gold coin after they buy a shoe from us, and we got a new little Movember box set up, and they can go, yeah, I'll put that dollar in this box, or they'll put it in um, uh, two other charitable options. They get to pick. That's a cool so, idea. Yeah, we've done that since we started. Dollar from every, well, Gold coin from every shoe goes to a charity. Huh. Didn't know that, Crooks. No, I didn't either. It's good. good on you, Moose. Yeah, good on you. Poor you local got... mate. We and you know what? We got all the, we got all the. They loved it too. Like Dementia Australia was one of them, and they had a big. Um, they wanted to do a big photo and all this, but we don't do it for the accolades. We do it for the donate, the, the the support. We support them, but we don't need to get patted on the back for it because it's just part of being part of the community. The community, you know, yeah. So, a lot of people do it and then they like celebrate themselves, don't they? Mm. Big pat on the back to me. I'm a fucking legend. I raise money for this or that. But it's not like Do so you feel the... a bit like that with growing the mo? Like a bit of look at me? No, I just, I just like, I wouldn't do it genuinely because I don't want to ask people for money. I'd rather just make a donation than I would do the growing of the mustache and ask, saying, please chip in money for this. Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to. I don't want to be. It's... I get it. I'm not trying to talk you into it. I'm just. I'm getting it. Are you doing it? Uh, I don't know. I was considering it. Croaks, are you going to do it? Mm, no, I don't think so. I did it a couple of years ago. Had a sick mo going. So I don't know. Hey, uh, we finally I... got a mo- we finally got a moose on the loose. <laughs> People asking for money for charity causes. <laughs> um, I do. Can I just plug this special thing I'm doing? You two boys are involved in this. In November, Movember, I am doing a special 10-part um, interview series on Tell Me Your Tales, asking 10 different individuals how um, running helps their like mental health and strategies they use and stuff like that to do what they do. So I've got 10 high-performing males 
Um, got four of them locked in today, actually. All four of them went to the Olympics, so they're big, big names and um, big, like high intellectual conversationists as well. So I'm looking forward to talking to those ones. They're going to be 30 minute episodes. Everyone gets the same questions. What and did we, you call them? Uh, conversationalists. Is that a word? Hi. Did you say high? Yeah, I didn't want like. There's a bit of a no dickhead policy when I chose these ten people, and they've got to be able to talk about this. Like, you know, it's going to be some heavy content we're going to be talking about. So, being very selective who I've chosen. I think the listeners will enjoy it, though. I think you'll like it. Yeah, good. You're gonna. It's on our platform. It's on their, your own platform. Uh, I was gonna do it on my own one, but we can do it. We can do. We can talk about that off air. But um, we so often talk about like the physical state of our performances and our running and our body and how like our fitness levels at. But we very, I don't know, it's a bit taboo sometimes. Men talking about their own mental health and how that fits with their running and stuff. Your episode be interesting, Croaks, because you're obviously coming from the heart stuff as well. So you've had some, um, yeah, you're gonna have some good stories. But we're not going to talk about running or training. We're just going to be talking about mental health. So I'm looking forward to it. Keep an eye out for that when November comes around. you're one of these high intellect conversations. No, yeah, no. Well, I, I was going to say that I might Croach sub out great. now hearing the. <laughs> no, you're very articulate, Croaks. I'm very oh, much looking forward to your episode. Oh, do you I don't to, even know. I don't even know what what I'm going to say. Do you want me to send you? I'll send you some of the questions. So you say, first question is, what would you give yourself score out of your mental health out of ten at the moment? Mm. Bang, and then we're going to go into why you gave yourself that score, and then we'll be set from there. Anyway, boys, stay tuned. Have a chat about that. Keep an eye out if you're, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I might put it on this. Have a chat to, uh, yeah, we'll see what we're doing. All right, fellas, we're done. What do you got happening, Moose, between now and next week? Oh, I've seen a few shoe brands lately. Everyone's getting in before um, before all the buyers are ready later next month. So, yeah, saw Adidas last week, actually. Had a little poke around with Adidas. We, uh, what else did we look at? I enjoyed Ultra. shoe geeks. Shoe Geeks was good, wasn't it? It was good. Nitter was good. Yeah. Nitter, some strong opinions there. I enjoyed Nitter. And Tommy, they're always good. You like Nitter? I liked yeah, I... his um, 1080 review. Because I feel like yeah. sometimes when people get free shoes, they just say good stuff. Yeah, not not us. Mm. Not us. No one's safe. Well, just well, honesty. Well, that's why, it should be, that's why it should be valued. And you'll notice some of the brands, they pull back from giving shoes when... Um, when they, they hear honest reviews like that and not just fucking fluff pieces, which there's so much of, oh, so much of. And to be honest, it's hard being a store owner and, and doing that, like cutting a shoe down that you actually sell sometimes or like, no, sometimes cutting a shoe down when you sell it because it's like it's difficult because I'm going to sell that shoe to someone and then I'm going to talk about how much I disliked it. But it doesn't work like that in the footwear game because that shoe could be someone's unicorn shoe. Like someone's treasure is another man's trash or whatever they say about that. So it's very different in the shoe game. But that's why you've got to be honest. You've got to be honest. Yeah, I think it's the other way around, Moose. Somebody's trash someone's is trash, another man's treasure. treasure. Well, it's the yeah. same shit. <laughs> it works both ways, mate. I thought you were a high-intellect conversationist. <laughs> he is. <laughs> what are you doing, Craig, straight now next week? Uh, what are we doing? Uh, back to the horse track tomorrow for training. I've been there for a while. And then um, we've got the Canberra Times 10K and half marathon on this Sunday. So I'll go down there and uh, watch my athletes run around. Hey, how did you get F45 gig? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. So there's like uh, about a dozen that rocked up. Um, and so, yeah, it was a bit of, bit of warm-up, a bit of uh, some drills, bit of technique stuff and then we yeah we end up doing some one minute reps 
One so, minute, uh, cut it down, good boy. Yeah, but it was more like one minute as in, like I didn't want them to absolutely flog themselves. I wanted them to focus more on uh, like just form and, and technique and running control because F45, it's like everything they do is high intensity to start with. And so my biggest takeaway, or the thing I wanted them to take away from it was you all don't need to be doing a lot of hard running. You just need to get out the door and run a little bit longer than what you are currently running, um, but at, a, at an easy pace and you'll become better runners. All right, boys. So it was good. We're done. Good work. That's episode number 313. Patreon supporters, keep an eye for Ali, Sinead and Moose tomorrow, maybe Thursday by the time we get that out, Wednesday, Thursday. And we'll do it all again next week, boys. See you later. See ya. See ya. This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Lululemon. With 44 stores across Australia and New Zealand, you can shop the latest range either in-store or online at lululemon.com.au to find your well-being.